0: hey guys what's up welcome to another episode of coptic talks today we're going to be talking about is heaven really that far away is it really is it that difficult to reach so let's start so like for an orthodox christian it could feel so distant leading us to a frequent sense of guilt and despair never feeling we have done anything or can do enough In a sense, heaven is both far and near. On one hand, we are baptized and bear God inside of us, becoming adopted heirs and children of God's kingdom, being transformed into heavenly citizens, and are ambassadors of heaven. Also, we walk into church and worship among the angels, and touch the body and blood of Christ. But on the other hand, we read honest warnings throughout the scripture that tell us plainly of what awaits sinners. And on top of that, when we talk about people who made it to heaven, the Orthodox Church, we almost exclusively hear about the only of the loftiest of saints as being certain of their eternal place, and rarely hear about the regular people in heaven. While the requirement to strive to enter heaven and pursue holiness will never go away, from my surveying the afterlife experience of regular people and looking into the scriptures and the fathers, I think heaven is a lot closer than we tend to think. One of Satan's devices our tools and his toolbox is leading Christians to fall into despair, leaving us to feel like our attempts to be godly are just hopeless. So why even try? As his grace, Bishop Yusuf teaches, Satan is called in the scripture three things, the deceiver, the tempter and the accuser after he has deceived us into believing sin is okay he then tempts us to fall into sin he turns around and deceptively accuses you of being a helpless case that cannot overcome your weakness and goal to keep you from getting back up and repenting as long as he can keep you down he wins as saint jerome taught despair is the one sin for which there is no remedy To overcome the feeling of despair, we have to remember how much God loves us and how he actually situated things to make it easier for you. Imagine this, you have a court date to handle a traffic ticket and you hired an attorney to meditate between you and the prosecutor to resolve it. Imagine it then that when you appear in front of the judge to seek some merciful resolution, your attorney goes and sits on the bench and hears the case. Awesome, right? This is how God deals with us. Scripture teaches us. The Scripture teaches us that while the devil stands as our accuser, prosecutor, Christ is our advocate, the attorney, and our just judge. Not only this, the Scripture tells us that God will work and us to assist us to overcome. While God calls us to be blameless, He who calls you to is faithful. Well, who will do it? First, Theologians 5:23 to 24. As Saint Augustine reminds us, God does not just call us to be godly, but provides us assisting grace. You might ask yourself, well, if God wants us to go to heaven and loves us so much, why did He create hell to punish us? The Church Fathers have frequently picked up a few on a few verses that may, might explain that explains the answer in that question. God created hell for the devil and his army, but prepared heaven for humans, as Saint John Chrysostom taught. Hell has not been made for us, but for Him, basically Satan, and His angels. But the kingdom has been prepared for us before the foundation of the world. Although hell exists, its purpose is to deter people from sin and to encourage repentance. St. John Chrysostom thought the same. For this reason, God threatens us to, with punishments and often inflicts them, not as avenging Himself, but as a way of attracting us to Himself. God says and does everything, but not by way of avenging himself on account of our former deeds, but because he wishes to release us from our disorder, and by means of right reason is quite possible to be convicted of this. It is similar to the threat of prison in the legal system. Many see the purpose of prison to punish, but I thought other theories in law school and the one I like the most, is prison serving its purpose of deterring people from committing crimes. Interesting, the word sometimes used for prison is penitentiary, because prison is meant to reform people by encouraging repentance. As stated earlier, one reason many Orthodox Christians see heaven as a place that is so distant is because they think it's only filled with lofty saints, but in my survey of an orthodox christian afterlife experience which i state in the book is up to you to believe if true or not i found several regular people ending up in heaven and i'm gonna give some examples here are some examples there's a story of a woman who died early because of cancer and left a very young daughter behind you'll also have several married people there in one instance the husband was not even glorious and abode as his wife but because she was more pure. You also find many times when people visited the paradise that God asked an angel to take the person to see their parents who had already passed. In the story of youth from Halapius who died in a tragic bus accident they were met by St. Marian angels. I later interviewed a survivor from that bus who is now a priest. He assured me that the youth were just regular people. While the scripture calls us to look at our actions and make changes that so that we are led by the spirit rather than the works of flesh, Galatians 5, I suggest you focus more on which direction you are facing and that you are progressing in that direction. If you have a road where going one way leads you to your desired direction, destination heaven and the other leads to an opposite destination hell your focus was what should be on that you are facing the right direction one and one facing the right direction and two progressing toward it which progression is made by being more heavenly while the scripture calls us to be perfect we are also told to focus on the pursuit of holiness, and encourage to lay aside every weight and the sin which has so easily ensnared us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. The key, as St. John Chrysostom wrote in his attempt to persuade a Christian who has fallen very far from the path of salvation, is to keep headed in the direction of heaven and keep manifestation, manifesting repentance as you go. For to f- have fallen is not a grievous thing, but to remain prosperous after falling and not get up again, and playing the coward and slugger to conceal the feeble mo- of moral purpose under the reasoning of despair. For as long as we are in this world, even if we commit countless sins, it is possible to wash them all away by manifesting repentance for our offense. If you, as you are walking in the direction of heaven, you turn your back on heaven and live a life that is the direction of hell, just focus immediately on... to. Ter- direction as quickly as you can and do not keep them from turning because you think you are so far off from where you need to be St. John Chrysostom so lovingly plead with someone who's an exact type of situation writing wherefore I pray and beseech you to banish all the Sanic mode of thinking from your soul and to return to the state of salvation for indeed if I were commanding you to ascend to your former altitude ie Returning to being as good with God as you were before, all at once, you would naturally complain of there being much difficulty in doing this. But if all which I ask you to do is then to go in the opposite direction, why do you hesitate and shrink and make a backward movement? Conclusion, the effort is worth it. You may feel like the effort isn't worth it or it's just too burdensome. Lead I'll tell you this short story, and you'll see God's love. It's from the Desert Fathers. An old man lived in the desert in a cell 12 miles from water. Every time he went to draw water, he toiled and said, What good is this labor? I will go and live close to the water. Saying this, he turned back and saw someone who was going, with him and counting his steps and he asked who are you he said i am an angel of the lord and i have been sent to count your steps and to give you your reward when he heard this the old man was reassured and became more courageous and he went and settled five miles further off god counts every step you take in progressing towards him St. John Chrysostom spoke on this too, telling us that God, who is aware of each of our sins, is also aware of even the slightest of our good action and wants to elevate that goodness above all and will consider those actions as a higher regard. The man who has represented the devil' evils which he has done, even if he cannot exhibit the repentance which his offenses deserve, will have a com mensurate reward for not a single item of good however small it may be will be overlooked by the righteous judge for if he makes such an exact scrutiny of our sins as to require punishment for both our worlds and thoughts words and thoughts much more will our good deeds whether they be great or small be reckoned to our credit today wherefore even if you are not able to return again to the most exact space From discipline, yet, if you withdraw yourself in the slightest degree, at least, from your present disorder and excess, even this will not be possible. Only set yourself at the task at once and open the entrance into which the place of contest. But as long as you tarry outside, this naturally seems difficult and impractical to you. Glory be to God forever. Amen. That's going to be all for today. We'll see you next episode. See you soon. Bye.